Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. So there's an assumption, a myth, stereotype, belief, whatever you want to call it, that speech-language pathologists who identify as type A SLPs are more suited for private practice. But let's talk about that, because not only do I have some feelings about it, but I also have some data to share. So stay tuned. I'm Jenna Castro-Casbon, speech-language pathologist, business coach, and creator of the Start Your Private Practice system. And I'm on a mission to turn stuck SLPs into successful private practitioners. If you're tired of dealing with high productivity requirements, high caseload sizes, and low pay, it's time to take control of your professional, personal, and financial life and finally get the freedom, flexibility, and financial abundance that you deserve by working with private clients in your own practice. Join me here each week as I share tips, best practices, and inspirational interviews on the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. If you're a private practitioner or one in the making, you're in the right place, so let's get started. Before I started my private practice, I had an idea in my head about what the quote-unquote perfect private practitioner might look like. And to be honest, I always thought that most private practitioners were type A SLPs. And I thought that in order to run a successful private practice, you had to be very organized and put together, confident, assertive, competitive, be able to write reports without a single typo, and have a therapy closet that was totally organized with perfect materials in all of the assessments. So when I started thinking about private practice as a type B SLP, I didn't think it was possible for someone like me to be successful. Someone who struggles with organization and deadlines and typos because I move too quickly. I worried that I wasn't organized enough to keep up with things like billing. But when I had an opportunity to start my own private practice much earlier in my career than I thought, I decided to go for it and I trusted myself enough to figure it out. Being organized doesn't come naturally to me but I can do it if I need to. And I knew I would need to do it as I was starting my private practice. And I did. I created my own systems and ways to remind myself of deadlines. It wasn't always perfect, but I learned how to create something that worked for me. A few years after I started my private practice, people kept asking me how I got started. And that's when I decided to start my education company, The Independent Clinician. Since 2008, I have helped over 10,000 SLPs build successful private practices. And once I got to know more private practitioners, I started to question my long-held assumption that most SLPs in private practice were type A. 
So one day I decided to do an unscientific but interesting poll in my Facebook group, the SLP Private Practice Beginners Group, and I asked our over 20,000 members, do you identify as a type A SLP or a type B SLP? I have to say that the results really surprised me. Of the hundreds of people who participated, the majority actually identified as type B. Then type A, and then lots of people commented that they were somewhere in between. I have to say, I was shocked. I love it when false beliefs, assumptions, and stereotypes are challenged, including my own. I could tell from the comments that there was a tremendous sense of relief at how many type B SLPs there are out there pursuing private practice. People who once felt alone or silly or stupid for pursuing something that you thought you had to be naturally organized to do. If you like systems and organization and are more type A, you'll probably love setting up those systems for your own private practice. You will love color coding client files or making sure that the formatting is perfect on your intake forms. And you will take great pride in those things, which you should, but I don't know how to do that stuff. But if those things don't come naturally to you, you have an opportunity to create a business that works for your unique strengths. For example, if you know that you focus best in the afternoon, when you're in private practice and setting your own schedule, you'll be able to carve out time that works best for you. And if you've always struggled to follow other people's organization systems at your job, well, now you can create one that works for you. Another thing that really struck me in the poll was how many people said something like, I'm type B, but I wish I was more type A, and the other way around. And I get that, and I used to feel that way too. I used to want to be more type A, more organized, more on top of things. And I used to think that being type B was bad or something. Every year for like 15 years, I used to tell myself, Jenna, you're not good at Excel and spreadsheets. Maybe you should take an online class and get better at it. This was literally on my to-do list for years. And every time I said that, I would beat myself up for being bad at Excel and not really knowing how to do spreadsheets. Then finally, I remember this clear as day. I was 39 and I remember thinking, Jenna, you're almost 40 and you still can't do Excel. And I finally remember thinking, who cares? That is not my natural inclination to do numbers and spreadsheets. So instead of trying to be someone else, why don't you let all of that go and lean into your strengths? I've heard people give the advice of hiring out your weaknesses before, and it finally clicked. Duh, I should do that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to learn new things or get better at things that you struggle at, but over the past couple of years, I really decided to stop letting go of all of the shoulds of all of the expectations of others, and frankly, the expectations for myself. And now I lean into the things that I'm good at, and I've built a team that's great at all the other stuff. And that's what you can do as a private practitioner. If you're more type A and you need help going with the flow, counterbalance yourself with a great type B clinician who can bring out that side of yourself or bring it into your practice. Who you are at your core is amazing and it shouldn't dictate your dreams. You just might have to think differently about how you achieve them. So here's the moral of the story. Private practice isn't for any one type of person. It's for anyone who has the drive and the inclination to help people and to create their own atmosphere to do it within.
Both type A and type B SLPs can be very successful in private practice, especially if you have the right support in place. For example, one of the most popular bonuses that the students in the Start Your Private Practice program get is an eight-page checklist of every step that you need to do to start a private practice in the right order. Type A SLPs love having a checklist like this because it helps them feel organized and move through the steps quickly and efficiently without accidentally missing any steps. And type B SLPs love having a checklist like this for the same reason, because it helps them get organized and to move through the steps quickly and efficiently without accidentally missing any steps. And if you're listening to this, no matter whether you're type A, type B, or somewhere in between, and you're interested in starting your own private practice and having access to that eight-page checklist to keep you organized and moving forward, make sure that you hop on the waitlist for the Start Your Private Practice program over at startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist. We only open enrollment a few times a year, and I don't want you to miss it. Until then, thank you as always for listening to the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. I'll be back next week with tips, inspirational stories, and advice about how you can get more freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, and finances by starting your own private practice full-time or even on the side. See you then have been toying with the idea of starting a private practice for some time now. So even being a full-time working mom, it was really nice to have a system that was all set up for me. I didn't have to reinvent the wheel or start from scratch. And I was able to land a client within about the first week and a half of me going public with my private practice. So now I have 12 clients. It is such an invigorating and amazing experience. If you want help to start your speech therapy private practice, then head on over to startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist so that you will be notified as soon as we reopen the doors to the Start Your Private Practice system. Again, that's startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist. I cannot wait to help you start your private practice. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.